It's a brand new day, and we're putting the AM in American politics. We've seen the darkness of division and despair and are now jumping into the light of a bright path forward. Progress is here, and we're sharing its story with you, for you, all with the help of Signal Boost. Now, here are your hosts, Zerlina Maxwell and Jess McIntosh. Welcome to Signal Boost. I'm Zerlina Maxwell, uh, joined by my partner in feminism, Jess McIntosh. And we are joined on the phone by one of our serious XM colleagues, Joe Madison. He is the morning show that is on usually the same time as us over on um, Urban View, but we wanted to talk to him today because he's a hero (laughs) in this particular (laughs) moment in time. And we like to always um, create space for our heroes. And Joe, I just wanna start by asking you how you are doing because Mm -hmm. you are, as I said, a hero and you're doing a hunger strike for voting rights. So my first question is how are you? You know, that that's always the, the number one question, and I know for most people it's it's out of concern because uh, having done hunger strikes before and watching my mentor, Dick Gregory, go through many hunger strikes or fasts, and a couple, of, two or three I went through with him, you, you always are concerned about people you care about and and to answer your question directly, there are good days, there are bad uh, days. Mornings, if I, you know, when I wake up, I, I like you, you know, we all have to do our three, four hours, and the energy level is up. And and I can be honest with you, um, there's some physical discomforts. So if I tell you, when I first started 68 days ago, was that November 8th when I announced that I was joining in solidarity with others who were demonstrating and protesting. I was about 194 as of uh, today, and I do not weigh every day, but as of today, uh, I'm down to uh, 171. Um, Wow. And, you know, the irony is I weighed more in high school than I do now. <laughs> wow. um, and, but, you know, it, 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 there's sometimes, you know, it's, I get irritable, headaches. There's sometimes dizziness. There's some muscle weakness. At this stage, and I anticipated it would happen, the body is now going into what they refer to as survival mode. Uh, In other words, the water, the fat, the calories, and I have to maintain protein. And so my metabolism has slowed down. So, you know, uh, when I started, I said, look, this is about no solid foods. So like today, uh, it will be a day of, you know, my morning coffee, and beef broth, I've already had uh, two cups of that, and then, you know, a lot of water, and then later this evening, uh, I, I I will probably, and throughout the day, uh, be drinking a lot of juices, and then every morning, I'm sorry, every evening, I juice, and then chill it, and, and I have that also during the course of of the day 
I so that's that's what's physically uh, going on. But I'm still standing, and uh, I've got a lot of people who are helping, and my children who are I, I don't want to call them they call themselves nutritionists, but they they are they <laughs> they they're saying, look, Dad, you gotta you know you gotta have, you gotta put this nutrition in your the blender you got to put this you got to have that you got don't drink don't take any don't you know don't drink all the juices that are on the shelf you got to juice and so i've been following instructions of a lot of friends and in particular dick gregory's son who uh, was with dick through most of his uh fastings in his later later life so physically it's a good day and some days they're good days, some days they're bad days, but I'm not going anywhere with this. And again, it's in solidarity. Some people got arrested. That was a sacrifice. Some people, you know, Melanie Campbell, as you all know, I think yeah. she's been arrested three or four times. There was a group of students from Arizona who went on yes. a hunger fast. You you have like about, I think, 25 faith leaders. They've started what I think they're on their tenth or eleventh day. Ben Jealous has had you know uh, different demonstrations in front of the White House. So this was my way of saying that this I think quite honestly it's a small sacrifice compared to what people have sacrificed down through the decades to get voting rights let alone to maintain them. The students from Arizona I've talked to twice throughout. They they strike, um, they were on hunger strike to meet with Kirsten Sinema. They met with her, but they've restarted their, their part of the strike um, as a result of her announcement yesterday about the filibuster. And so you're right. I mean, it's, it's a large group of folks and there's a through line. You know, she was talking about tradition, but there is a tradition of hunger striking for voting and civil rights in this country. Oh, yeah. And labor rights. I mean, Cesar Chavez. You know, I've, I've, we've had plenty of women, the women's suffrage movement. It's a form of, of protest. And what it does, and that's why I'm so grateful to have this opportunity that you've given me, it, it draws attention. So because now pe- I've got young people actually asking well, is it, wait a minute, you're telling me that, that this issue of voting, of protecting our vote is so important that you're willing to, uh, to, to not eat, not to, to, to go on a hunger strike, to sacrifice whatever you're sacrificing? And the answer is yes. And it draws their attention to the issue And that's why uh, we protest the way we protest. You know, one of my mantras is, what are you going to do about it? Everybody Mm -hmm. can do something. You know, I I always tell people, be very cautious. I'm not encouraging folks to do what I'm doing. You got to know what you're doing because the reality is you have to survive. But most important of all, I, you know, I, and you all, you got, you, you ladies understand this better than I do. Everybody I'm running into, they don't understand what cinema and, and even Mansion, what are they thinking? What are they doing? Mansion, I, I don't understand. How can you introduce 
and sponsor a, your own le- a piece of legislation and then walk away from it. Um, yep. And her speech the other day on the floor of the Senate, I don't know what your audience is saying, but <laughs> my people, is, they're scratching their heads. What, you know, like, what does she, what is she talking about? Uh, it, it, it's, it's like, and that's everybody that I, that I talk to. Do you feel like we're in this moment where people are so frustrated? Everybody's watching the twists and turns of this and realizing the import. And it feels like there's, you can call your senators, you can write a letter to the editor, you can post mm-hmm. on Facebook and make your case. You can talk to your neighbors. Like there are things that you can do. But sometimes it requires a personal risk. And I feel like last summer, that kind of came home to Americans who were not in the civil rights movement and did not go through that history as as part of their activism. We were in a pandemic and hundreds of thousands, millions of people showed up in the streets because racial justice was also killing people. And it was that important that we leave the safety of our homes to go fight for that. Is this no. moment any different when we're talking about voting rights? Oh, oh it, no, it, 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 it is similar. And you, you just outlined it. It is similar. It, it's, it, but it's like 2.0. Yeah. But, but let, let, you know, let's go, let's, go, let's go back. What you just described is what voters did at, in Georgia, in mm-hmm. Philadelphia, in Arizona, in Wisconsin, Remember, we were in the throes of a pandemic and, you know, and people actually, you know, used all the methods to vote that had been put in place, uh, whether it was going to the polling place, um, they stood in line with their mask on during a pandemic, whether, and then maybe some of them used mail-in voting. Uh, maybe they use drive-by voting. In Virginia, they had 45 days of early voting. Now they've okay. introduced, I don't know if you heard, the new yep. Republican body says, well, we want to reduce it to tw- to 14. And for what reason? But, but, but to understand, you're absolutely right. People, even during a pandemic, and I think what happened was that the other side had gambled that there would be a low voter turnout because of the pandemic and folks wouldn't risk it. Well, they did. Now, let's fast forward. You know, particularly the younger generation, they, they now finally, they, this is their struggle. You know, you, you, you hit it. I mean, you said it much better than, than, than I could. This is their, their protest. And think about, that's what I mean about sacrifice. Man, you know, I think about Goodman, Schwarner, and Cheney. I, I think about, and, and by the way, they were part of a group of students uh, on, on what they call, you know, uh, Mississippi Summer, who went down to Ohio. They, you know, these are, you know, white, young white, college, Ivy League-type students who instead of going on their summer vacation or going home or getting a summer job, showed up in at the University of Miami in Florida, I mean in Ohio, excuse me, in Ohio, and then trained before they sent them south. What a lot of people don't know is that Goodman, Cheney, and Schwarner, they left the group 
early and went down to Mississippi. And even after the word got back to the students who are still in training in Ohio, they still decided to to go to to Mississippi. I think of the Freedom Riders, even a, a, a liberal like uh, Robert Kennedy, who was Attorney General, tried uh, called older civil rights leaders and said, "You, you tell the these uh, Freedom Riders, you know, they got to get off the bus. We can't protect. We can't protect them. Those young people who who left Tennessee." Wherever they started off, this was young, uh, mostly young women and men. They were in all college students. You know, they do. You know, they actually wrote out their wills before they got mm-hmm. on the on the bus. So, it, you know, that's why I say what we're now experiencing is is 2.0. But we're also experiencing on the other side, oh, not Jim Crow. Uh, 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 Biden referred to it as what uh, Jim Crow 2.0. 2.0. I call it I call it James Crow Esquire. It's just Jim, <laughs> Jim Crow's it's Jim Crow's sophisticated cousin, but it's, it has the same impact, and and so the response is equal as it as it should be. It, you talked about the the need for this generational you know, that connection between the generations, the, the generation of um, the Freedom Riders and, you know, Diane Nash, those folks that you're talking about, and the students of today. And one of the things that I always think about, uh, you know, and I was thinking about it as we were prepping for this conversation, is the last time I talked, which was pre-pandemic, I think in the Apollo Theater, we were talking about the upcoming elections oh. and the need for young people to really, you know, get their skin in the game and, and, you know, I, we on Signal Boost, we're of the belief that Gen Z, their skin's in the game. You know, that's why they're at the climate protests and making sure that they have a planet that's habitable 20 years from now when they're 40. But I think from this, you know, in this unique moment where you have students like Georgia and Brandon from Arizona who are participating um, with you in this hunger strike, do you, do you see those bridges being do you see those bridges coming together and connecting the generations in this singular fight? Do you see that yeah, happening in this yeah, moment, yeah, especially in the context yeah, of this strike? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I get I get tired of people reminding me how old I am and what I should be doing this. <laughs> I, I have, uh, you know, uh, you know, I I have said, and and I think it, it you you hit it. You, we always talk about. And I try to tell folks they, they should rethink it. They should get a different perspective. We, you always hear the mantra, we should pass the torch. And what I've said is that I'm not passing the torch. I'll light your torch. I'll light your torch. But I'm going to hold on to my torch because I need to also help light the way there there's a a a great poem i used to include in my speeches you probably have heard it called the bridge builder and 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 the speech very simply the premise is a traveler tries has to cross a chasm but they the, the traveler older a little wiser 
stops and builds a bridge. Well, why are you doing that? Why don't you just keep moving? Because there comes a younger traveler, and they've got to cross this chasm. So I'm building this bridge for them. And and so I look, the people that are were my mentors, Dick Gregory, Rosa Parks, you know, that many of them no longer with us, they held on and stayed in this fight until the very until the very end. And so I it never dawned on me that I should be concerned about my age. It just okay. dawned on me that I've got to do something, and age wasn't a factor. It was, it was making sure that I just didn't stand on the sideline and pass my torch. I wanted to light torches, and that's what you're seeing. That's mm-hmm. exactly what you're seeing. Yeah. I mean, that, that, and let me tell you, if this doesn't pass, if this doesn't pass, I, I believe it will. But if it doesn't pass, there's going to be the Democrats are going to have one hell of a chasm to bridge, and, and coming up in the next two or so years. I don't even want to talk about the possibility of it not passing. Yeah. And since and and listening to you is helping me so much put into context the fight of the last let's say let's pick a number and say 68 days this is one very small lap in a relay marathon that we have been running for a very long time in this country. How are you feeling? And this will air on Tuesday. So how are you feeling about Tuesday morning? Like, are are we putting too much stock in this one particular moment? Is this more we should keep our eyes on the horizon or is it all about what does or doesn't happen in the Senate on Tuesday? Well, I think it, I think it's a combination of of both. I'm like you, and I don't I don't I don't want to discuss if it doesn't, because right. that's kind of what ticks me off about Schumer. I mean, I'm sorry yeah. about Mansion and and Cinema. Uh, you know what do you mean if it doesn't? I've never gone. I'm you know I'm an I'm an old athlete. I never went into a, on the football field. Well, what if we don't win? <laughs> I mean, right. who, who who participates in, in that kind of situ in, in that kind of competition? But it, you, you, I'm with you. I think it, you have to, you know. I think what Schumer came up with with this sending the message was very clever. I think it was very clever. I, I believe it caught uh, the Republicans off guard uh, and. Um, I, I think it gives me hope. However, I'm also uh, willing to challenge these uh, crazy-ass Republicans, all the, particularly the 16 who voted at what in 2006, 2007 mm-hmm. for for a Voting Rights Act that really uh, isn't even as comprehensive as the John Lewis bill, and they're sitting there on their hands won't raise their hand, won't support it. And uh, the reality is I have, I think, I think we need to focus on what's going to happen on Tuesday. And, and I also think, and, and again, the media needs to get on board with us and quit this, you know, as suggesting somehow it's over. It is 
not over. Look, both of you have been involved in high-stake politics, and you know it's not over until the vote is taken. So I think Schumer was very clever in forcing the debate. And this is what's so clever about this. It's confusing, but, but, but that's why you're where you are to explain to people what he's just what he's forced is you got he's forcing the uh, to, the Senate to debate the debate, right? If, as I basically, yeah. is that <laughs> yeah. right? I mean, you know, you know, it's a very clever move, and there's still time, and we have to. As uh, Schumer told me on the show, we got to push and press. We got to keep pushing and pressing, and anything. Uh, here, as you know, in Washington D.C., anything can happen at any. Point. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, and I, I, I hope think that... I heard a, I think I heard an amen there somewhere. Yeah. Amen. Yes, amen. <laughs> amen to that. It's definitely not over till it's over. I mean, this is politics. It's not over you do not know what's going to happen. Right. That's why we. That's why a lot of us get into this because it is one of the most dramatic things. I mean, it's exhilarating when you're winning and really horrifying when you're losing but at least you're where are the stakes higher again but the stakes are it's not even and the stakes are not partisan that's the thing we talk about every day that you know it's going to be you know a disadvantage for the democratic party but it's going to be the end of the democracy if we don't get this right so that's that and and don't you find it (laughs) ironic i mean don't you find it ironic that we are actually trying to protect the votes of people who are trying to suppress the vote I mean, that is the irony of of this whole thing. We're we're protecting their right to vote, and they're trying to suppress our right to vote. This, I mean, I just, I I mean, I just find that, uh, uh, you know, um, I don't, I, I mean, I, I mean, that is, that is really, it is, you know, irony. (laughs) Yes. Ironic, I guess, is a, a rich irony, as somebody said. Very rich. <laughs> I like Deeply that. pitch black rich, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Jill Madison, I, I want to thank you for taking the time to yes. chat with us today. This has been such important uh, context to locate the debate that we're having. And, and on a personal note, I, I hope, I'm glad that you've got a really strong support group. I know you know what you're doing. I really hope that you're taking all of i hope that other people are taking all of the care of you as you as you do this for the rest of us and i i wish you all the best i hope it, I hope it ends really i, I hope you get a giant I, sandwich really soon oh yeah yes look I, 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 you know i gotta I, you know i must say this i'm one of the one who's taken care of me and i love her deeply saturday we're celebrating our 45th wedding anniversary Wow. wow. Congratulations. And, and, and she is, as you know, my executive producer. Yes. Uh, uh, and uh, I, I got to tell you, uh, I, you know, every, are you okay? Are you this? Do this. Do that. All that. And then I, I'll be honest with you, I do get irritable. Don't worry. I got this. No. Well, you know, you might as well be talking to a, a, to a wall. And um, and and I, I, this is funny. I, some my, my one of my daughters was trying to. Well, first of all, my son, uh, my oldest son, he he comes back from a, a vacation and and came back and said, "Well, pop, 
uh, Dad, I'm going to get on the hunger strike with you. But then he got COVID. You know, he got he got COVID, and he had to isolate. And I told him, you, no, you can't do it. Just stop. He, but this was the funny part. My five-year-old granddaughter heard, you know, our, our discussion like we're having, and she started questioning her parents, well, why is Pop Pop not eating? And he, how do you explain? Oh, um, wow. To a five-year-old. Wow. Well, they, they tried. I think she got it better than Cinema got it, but she <laughs> they tried. And then she promptly announced, oh, well, then in that case, I'm not going to eat. Yeah. <laughs> and I laughed, and they called the next morning, and I said, well, how's, how's her hunger strike going? Uh, <laughs> you mean while she's eating her French toast? <laughs> Look, the heart's in the right place. The will grows a little later, you Thank know. You. <laughs> right? Yeah, you're, in five. That's a hard. That's a hard ass. You know that's what I mean? That's exactly. <laughs> you know, at least she got it. Yep, she, she got, got it. it. That's right. Yeah, she got yeah, it. Yeah, I bet everybody and, who's and, talking to you does. Everybody and, who's listening and, to you and, does. And and so I'll just end by saying when I started this, just as food is essential to sustain life, the right to vote is essential to maintain our democracy. And and that's why I did it. It's really for yep. the, 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 the children and grandchildren. I do not want them to ask, well, what did you do to protect my right to vote and and not be able to say I did all that I can. And I close with something of Professor, you remember Professor Ron Walters from Howard University? Yes. Oh, yes. God. He once said, a student once asked him, you know, he, he accused students of being involved in just moments. And, 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 and he said, you got to create a movement. And somebody asked him, a student asked him, what's the difference between a moment and a movement? He said one simple sentence, all movements require sacrifice. Hmm. Great message. Thank you so much. Thank you, Joe. All right, guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Please stay safe. Be safe. Be safe. Thank you. We'll be back tomorrow with another Signal Boost podcast. Thanks for listening.